change your mind, and you'll change everything. Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. Hello, my friends. My weekly podcast is still a weekly podcast, but a couple of you may have noticed that for about two weeks I've been off the grid. I was completing some certification, and within a few days we'll be ready to go with neurolinguistic programming, timeline therapy, and some therapeutic and hypnosis stuff. These are things that I've long wanted to do. I've seen great success with those techniques in my personal life as well as that of my friends and loved ones. So I wanted to add that to my toolbox. I don't want a toolbox that I can put on my lap. I want a toolbox that's about the size of a truck. And if I keep eating to stay awake while I study, I will soon be the size of a truck. So it all, it all evens out. Um, I had a sad experience the other day that I want to talk to you about. But let me set this up a little bit. Our minds have an amazing amount of information coming in. There's input coming from all directions all the time. And we have to try and process that. And so we have a lot of systems inside of our brain that make it so we don't have to really think about our heartbeat or our breathing or, you know, how to walk up a, side of a flight of stairs. At least we don't have to think about that consciously very often. But there's still more than we can handle. The brain is getting between about 2 million and 11 million bits of information a second coming in. And we can only process about 126. I don't mean 126,000. I mean 126 out of a minimum of 2 million. So what do we do? How are we supposed to make all of that make sense if there's way, way more than we can handle and we can't process it anyway? So what's the point? And then if you're watching YouTube, you can process even less. I'm kidding. It depends on what you're watching on YouTube. So we, we do a lot of things. Our mind plays a lot of tricks on us to try and just manage all of this information. And one of the things that it does is discard stuff that it doesn't have to pay attention to and clump a bunch of it together. If I'm dealing with two things instead of 2,000 things or 200,000 things or 2 million things, it's a little bit easier to process. And so that's what we do. So I'm going to tell you about what someone said to me the other day and then talk about what that principle means and why it's so important to understand and so important to apply. I was on a phone call with a friend who was describing a really difficult experience and several years of trouble and frustration and just not feeling like the same person. And finally, my friend said, sadly, I've just ruined my child's life, so I'll never be able to forgive myself as long as I live. Now, that's actually not true. Your child's life is not ruined, and you will be able to forgive yourself. It may take some help to do. I want to help as many people as I can. That's why I'm talking to you. What this person did is called a complex equivalence. So we take a very complex thing like, I've ruined my child's life. That's a lot of stuff to package into one ball, one giant hairball of unhappiness. 
and just state it as fact. I've ruined my child's life. It's way more complicated than that. And that means I'll never be able to forgive myself as long as I live. Also not true. And it's a giant hairball of unhappiness that was constructed from a very complex situation and took years and years and years of progress and maturity and help and learning and understanding and forgiveness and love and service and everything else, grabbed them all, shoved them into a ball. I'll never be able to forgive myself as long as I live. That complex thing, I've ruined my child's life, and this complex thing, I'll never be able to forgive myself as long as I live, are what we call a complex equivalence. We made one mean another. We made, I've ruined my child's life and I'll never be able to forgive myself, into the same thing, into a statement that contains basically three elements. The child, that means, and the outcome. Complex equivalence is something that we do all the time. Unfortunately, and in my opinion, most often, it's negative when we do so. Let me give you a couple examples. I'll give you one that's just a patently untrue statement, but we hear it all the time. Losing weight means you're choosing a different life. No, it doesn't. Losing weight means you're losing weight. Now, if you choose a different life, that's great, but it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. That's a complex equivalence. Losing weight can be a very complex process and take time and effort in a variety of different areas. And choosing a different life is influenced by a myriad of things, most especially our own behaviors, desires, the kinds of things that we choose to do to change who we really are. That's a complex equivalence. It's also a great way to sell product. You will notice that advertisers, politicians, Anybody who wants you to follow them, to be convinced to do what they're asking you to do, will use this complex equivalence all the time. Losing weight means you're choosing a different life. Drinking this beer means you'll be popular and surrounded by pretty girls. He didn't shake my hand, so he doesn't think I'm worth talking to. We made one thing mean the other. This person didn't shake my hand. That means... He thinks. So now we're mind-reading. He didn't shake my hand. That means he thinks. That's a complex equivalence. It's when we take a thing and a thing. Oops, bump my microphone. We take a thing and a thing and we say, that means. Whether or not we insert those words. How about, I got the job. Our financial troubles are over. Complex equivalence. We don't know that. They don't even understand what I'm saying. What a bunch of idiots. You can figure that one out on your own. Rich people don't care about the poor. That's a big one. Politicians use that one all the time. So do advertisers. They're saying, because someone's rich, it means they have this attitude about people who are not. Complex equivalence. It's patently false. It's uh, chunking up. It's taking... All of these little complexities of ideas that that denote how the person became rich and what they are and what their attitudes are and their upbringing, their childhood, their level of service, their religion, their feelings about others, all that stuff and calling that rich people. And over here we're saying, don't care about the poor, also complex. 
They might not care about the poor the same way you would care about the poor. And we say, that means. Untrue. Not helpful. Usually negative. How about, I had someone tell me this once. You're not ruthless enough to do your job. So you won't do well in fill in the blank. In this case, it was some sales related stuff, though it wasn't a selling job. You're not ruthless enough to do well in sales. There are two complex equivalences in that one. One says, because your personality does not include ruthlessness, you won't do a good job. Untrue. And the other one is, to do well in sales, one must be ruthless. Also not true. Complex equivalence. How about, she just got the part because she thinks she's better than me. Nope. (laughs) She may have gotten the part because she was related to the director. She may have gotten the part because she was simply more talented or had rehearsed harder or applied herself more thoroughly than you had. She may have gotten the part because they needed somebody with red hair and you have nowhere. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a complex equivalent. She got the part. Yep, she got the part. She thinks she's better than me. That's complicated and your mind reading and you don't know that that's the case. You're lumping these things together and saying they mean the same thing. Here's another one. If we don't do something about this, we're never going to have enough money to make the house payment. Ooh, that one's really dangerous. There's a scent, There's a phrase in there that I want you to pay careful attention to. In episodes, I don't know, way back, 33 and 34, I think, of this podcast, we talked about self-fulfilling prophecy. There's a self-fulfilling prophecy in, inside of that one. If we don't make this happen, we're never going to make our house payment. If we don't make this happen, it's complicated and it involves a lot of things. We'll never make the house payment? Probably not true. Ever? You mean in your life? But the really scary thing in there is we made that mean the same thing. Getting this done means we'll make the house payment. Failure to get it done means we'll never make the house payment. We will never make the house payment. Our minds will process as a command. Period. That's how the brain works. That's what neurolinguistic programming is, is understanding the language of the brain and then changing that language to help somebody get where they want to go. So all of us hold on to some complex equivalencies. That's just how we're wired and that's what we do to make it so we can process all the information that's coming in. If we at any point can substitute the word means for whatever's in the center of that, then we're probably engaging in that process. This means this, this means this, this means this. If it's more than a simple mathematical equation, five plus one means six. If it's any deeper than that, if, any, if it's any more complex than that on either end of the equation, then it's probably a complex equivalence and something that you should be aware of because, number one, you can avoid negative self-fulfilling prophecies, and number two, we can use this to our advantage. Another way to ask yourself whether or not you're engaging in this mostly unhelpful process is to use the word causes and see if that fits. Losing weight causes you to create a different life. Well, no, it actually doesn't. I got the job, which causes our financial struggles to be over. Not necessarily. So you can see that when we say this means, we are in essence saying this caused. She doesn't listen to me, so we'll never have a happy marriage. 
Can you see how harmful these are? Wallowing in negative complex equivalencies takes your power away. It makes you unequal to what you really are equal to. And it's just not a good thing to do. You need to do things that give you power, to help you understand what promise the future offers and what good things still lie ahead in your life. To do this requires practice. Practice refuting the negative complexities, the negative complex equivalences that you create in your mind. Restate them, reframe them, rebut them. Yes, rebut is a word. Doesn't mean you get a rear end again. You rebut them. That means you say it means something different, something powerful, something that is a description of your capability, your control. You are the cause of the good things that happen. He didn't shake my hand so he doesn't think I'm worth talking to. He didn't shake my hand. I have the opportunity to show friendship to him and to others and to make sure that I am always aware as much as possible of how I treat others so that they will know that I care about them. Rich people don't care about the poor. Rich people, like some of the ones I know, are some of the best people on earth. I hope that when I'm in that situation, I will remember who got me there and what I can do to help others find the same kind of financial freedom. They don't get what I'm saying. What a bunch of idiots. People learn differently. I recognize that these people have expertise or experience in their area, and it's different than mine. I'm thankful I've learned what I've learned. And I will try to explain things in a way that appeals to a number of different learning styles so all of them understand what it is that they can do and accomplish. I got the job. Our financial struggles are over. I'm grateful for this new job. This is one step in a long series of steps that will lead us toward financial freedom. That's my goal, and that's what I'm determined to do. I know I'll get there. You're not ruthless enough to do well in sales. I'm saddened by the belief that my boss has that ruthlessness is what makes people effective. What makes people effective is actually love. I'm going to find a situation, a position, a job where I can lift people up with love and be successful not only in sales, but in every other part of my life. That's my goal. That's where I'm going. You decide where you're headed. You decide where you're powerful. And you decide that you will get there. Just as the negative things become self-fulfilling prophecy, so do the things that we are determined to do because we recognize what we're capable of. You are capable of more than you think. I promise. We'll talk again soon.